Hello everybody, this is Fly Purbly. It is a podcast about hockey. Steve, but not Steve Hartnell and Craig, but not Craig Ruby. Jakub Voracek, criminal, wanted man, banned from the NHL for two games. Greg, your thoughts? I'll just say this. I can't believe they're going to let him play in the NHL again. That's all I'm going to say about it. I don't know if this I want to do scum the of the earth. Yeah. It's, it's... Lock him away. Never see the light of day again. Never hold a hockey stick. Should be suspended indefinitely for the rest of human history. Agreed. Agreed. And that's it. That's all the Jake Voracek conversation we're going to have on that hit. So, so are we stand? Unbelievably, Jake Voracek, two-game suspension for an incident with Johnny Boychuk, who I still can't believe that's an actual hockey player's name, Johnny Boychuk. <laughs> Yeah, man. And it's it's just weird to think about that Jake Voracek, Jakob Voracek, the Twitter blocker himself, is suspended. It, it's the last guy you'd expect to get a suspension on this team. Well, maybe. I think it's uh, Nolan Patrick and then Jakob Voracek. Yeah. I mean, I could, but I could see Voracek losing his mind again to a fight with somebody and then getting suspended for, like... I could see Voracek getting suspended. I didn't see him expect him to get suspended this way, but... I'm really surprised. I'm surprised. He just, I know he's got a temper, but he's not really the kind of guy who does a lot of suspendable things. Yeah, he, well, yeah. And I, I mean, even this, I mean, even this shouldn't have been a suspension in my opinion. So uh, there seems to be two different parts of this whole situation. And it is the hit itself. And then just, uh, Vorchek suspension compared to other things we've seen recently as Flyers fans that went with minimal to no punishment for their actions. So to me, uh, do you think, what are your thoughts on the hit, Steve? Cause I have thoughts and they don't match up with anybody else. Apparently on the hit or I, some people, but I think it was, it was definitely a penalty. So yeah, yeah there should have been a penalty called. I don't know if it should have been a five minute major, but it was at the very least a two minute minor. You know, yeah. uh, I don't think it was suspendable at most one game. Two games is egregious. And I, I think two games is egregious for a couple of reasons, because number one, I don't think he had the intent of I am going to like murder this dude, yeah. which is the case in a lot of these hits, these suspendable hits. And the other thing is he doesn't have a record. This isn't a guy who gets suspended a lot. He's Jake Voracek. Right. Right. No, I agree. I agree on that front. Um, I think. I mean, I, I think I could see how it could be a five-minute major. See, I think the hit is uh, dirtier than people are kind of describing it as. Because even the league said it in the, the video uh, explaining the suspension. And everybody has seen it happen before. But, I mean, the reverse check when you go into the corner to get the puck, to defend yourself, that, ha- that hit happens all the time. The problem I have with it is they're nowhere near the corner. The puck is in the corner. The puck is just below the goal line. Voracek sees Boychuk, and he throws a shoulder into him in the middle of the circles. The other thing is, 
is I, I, I really don't I don't think Boychek was running up behind him to rail Voracek into the boards fifteen feet away from the puck, too. I, I think he was looking at the puck and I think he was gonna go in and wrap Voracek up like they like everybody does in that situation. Because Voychuk is physical, but he he doesn't really have I don't believe he has that past history either. But even with all that said, it was still to an extent a hockey play. It's the reverse check when you're going to pick up a loose puck and you're defending yourself. It is a yeah. hockey play to an extent. It is Boychuk. So if Voracek thought somebody was, if Voracek saw him out of the corner of his eye and saw him barreling down on him, if there were players in the league to have that happen to you, I don't think Boychuk would be at the the top of the list of somebody you'd want to have coming full steam at you. That's a dude who could nail your heart. Yeah. And I think a big thing that's another disconnect here is the fact that he, he hit him in the head. So obviously that's not a good thing. But I think the the league, instead of searching for intent and suspending based on intent, uh, suspend based on result. So because he cranked him in the head, he is going to get a longer suspension more time than some of these other things that happened, which I think is dumb. I think he... If he, if he got one game suspension, I, I don't think I'd be losing my mind. The fact he got two compared with some of the other shit we've seen recently uh, that's happened against the Flyers, I think is what makes this really obnoxious to me. And also, right. like you were saying, he has no history. Never been fined, never been suspended. I, I don't remember any play that Voracek's done that was like kind of borderline dirty. Uh, like that. like when the hunchback at Notre Dame's out there taking his sword and swinging it around <laughs> at people's faces. He was hitting rough on that's, the face. Yeah, a very worthy suspension right there, and he yeah. got one game. So, the hunchback of Notre Dame only got one game for that. <laughs> yeah, so Shrek, Shrek swings his stick like a baseball bat and hits Raffle right in the face, and then literally after the game, it's just like, yeah, I could have done better. I did it. I mean, you know, I didn't do it as well as I wanted to. I meant to do it, and I did it. He gets. One I game. know the Hound has a burn up face, and you feel sympathetic <laughs> for that, but you really can't go light on him for his malicious intent just because he's got a hideous face. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And uh <laughs> he and that's not a base that's not a well it's a baseball play. It's not a hockey play though. Like that's not he wasn't trying to bat the puck out of air even he just turned around and swung yeah. a stick. I believe I think he has a history, yeah. Doesn't he have a history? Yeah, this this guy's got a history. The and- penguin from Batman Returns absolutely has a history of violence and attempted violence on people. But again, he has that attempted murder. Okay, you came in a lot more prepared for the Evgeny Malkin is ugly. Uh... Oh, I'm riffing these, baby. I'm riffing. Yeah, could, could keep going down the notepad. I want to hear them all. But that, and he got one game for that. And I'm pretty sure he only got to spend one game, too, because he came out and said, yeah, I did it. If he didn't, if yeah. he didn't have his post-game comments, I think he would have not been suspended at all. Anthony Sloth Mantha. from the Goonies 100% came out and admitted to it. And if Sloth is done with his baby Ruth and admitting to violence, I think you have to suspend his ass. I'm done. That was the last one. Okay. All right. Yeah, hey, you guys. The other two are Anthony Mantha. Anthony Mantha. Drew was in the corner. Uh, he was playing the puck, dropped to his knees, passed the puck out of the corner, and then Mantha slams, drew his head into the boards, away from the puck. Nothing. I don't think that got a penalty. That I think it, maybe it got a fine. But he, no, no suspension. Nothing. 
Uh, and then the Curtis Gabriel hit. Curtis Gabriel is a AHL uh, just goon, pretty much. Not a lot of time in the NHL. Uh, maybe not goon, but he's not known for his hands. Uh, and he lined up Nolan Patrick when his numbers were out away from the boards and just uh, ran into him and crushed him into the boards, and he got a game. Uh, it's pretty much just the fact that Boychuk got had to leave the game and also miss practice. And I think that's what resulted in the two Spin games. Spin the wheel of justice, yeah. Craig. And it's, and Wherever it's it stops, no one knows. <laughs> and it's bullshit because there was, the, I think, Voracek's hit had the least amount of intent there. The other the other three had plenty of intent. They all just suck at, uh, you know, crushing somebody. And Voracek actually knows what he's doing out there and threw his weight in the boy chuck and like Your if, argument is that you shouldn't you shouldn't blame Jake for just being more successful. Than the yeah, rest. yeah. My my argument is, uh, yeah. Sorry, Vorchek's got the you know his most physical out of these four hits. You know, if if the other four guys or the other three guys knew what they were doing, it would have been. And the other Jack Eichel is suspended too right now, and his hit also no history. His hit should have been absolutely no games. history. It's Jack Eichel. Yeah, it, and he had, uh, but that hit he had should have been at least two games, and you could see the intent there. And it was an open ice blindside shoulder to the head. And Carl Soderberg, who I always consistently forget is in the league, got cranked. And he, I don't know if he has a concussion or not. But but like that, that's two games. But you saw intent and it was more open ice and it was a blindside hit. That, it, you know, I don't know how that gets the same amount as four check. But here we are. Here we are. Here we are. And with the Flyers on the cusp of just reaching for the playoff spot, they're going to have to win on Thursday without Jake Voracek. But continue before we <laughs> utilize that segue. We got to see. I was going to have a different segue, but let's continue with yours. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. Yeah, so I mean, uh, they're, they're doing it, Steve, aren't they? They're going to. They're making the playoffs. I can feel it. I, uh, I got it's so easy. They 100. <laughs> they've got the easiest path. They just play. Nothing but the Senators, the Kings, and here's uh, another shitty team, the the Ducks. Capitals. The Ducks without John Gibson for the next nine games. So they got it all lined up. And, uh, yeah. No, but, but, all right, so for real. They still have to clear Montreal and Columbus, who are playing tonight. I don't know what the scores are yet, but three points I out heading into up. the night. And uh, that's really all they can realistically clear. The, the Penguins and the Hurricanes have 83 points. Uh, before tonight's games. The Penguins are up right now, four to three with five minutes left. So it's probably gonna be eighty five. Canadians and Blue Jackets. Blue Jackets are up six to four over the Bruins. Sure. That and the Canadians are up two to one over the Red Wings. So in a couple minutes here, it could be Canadians and Blue Jackets with eighty one points and the Flyers still have seventy six. Now the Flyers will have a game in hand. But um going into tonight the two sites, I don't know how many sites to list the playoff probabilities, but I looked at Hockey Viz and Money Puck, and Hockey Viz has the Flyers at an 18% chance of making the playoffs. Money Puck has 8.11%. They have the... Hockey Viz has the Blue Jackets at 62%, Canadians at 43%, Money Puck has the Canadians at 59.27%, and the Blue Jackets at 52.19%. Uh, and the Hurricanes and Penguins are probably already in. I, I think they're. It, it's really just going to have to be the the Canadians and Blue Jackets stumble, which I'm here for. I'm here for the Blue Jackets missing the playoffs somehow after they go all in. 
but they did. They are beating the Bruins tonight, which is a pretty big, uh, pretty big step for them, considering how hot the Bruins have been over the last month and a half. Um, but looking <sighs> at uh, no, they're they're not making it. Lower your expectations. I am sorry to tell you this news. I feel like. If they get within range, they're probably going to miss by a point. Just the most heartbreak possible from this team. I was going to say, I feel like this is the closest they will be from here on out. Was the three points going in from last night into today? Because uh, I mean, when I look when I look at the schedules too, the Flyers might have the second easiest, but like the Canadians, I feel like the Canadians are are a little bit easier uh, going down the stretch. So the Flyers have. Going into tonight's action, all three of the teams had 13 games left. Flyers had 11 games against playoff teams. Canadians, Blue Jackets both had eight. Uh, and the Flyers have two games left against the Caps. They have two games left against, uh, left against the Leafs, two games against the Penguins, and two against the Islanders. Now, the ones against the Penguins and Islanders, it's not really necessarily written off as a loss right now because the Flyers have beaten the Penguins a bit, and they, they just walked over the Islanders twice in a week. So who knows? And they also had the Blackhawks, who are, you know, kind of the Flyers of the West right now in terms of points, and then the the Rangers, who, uh, yeah. But uh, and and they have another game against the Canadians coming up here, so they can also gain ground in the standings. Right, but I mean, they might not even make it out of this week still within range because no, this no. week alone, the next two games are home against Washington and at Toronto as back-to-back games. That is yeah. friggin' brutal. And then the Penguins on Sunday. That is an awful stretch. Yeah. Now, uh, Carter Hart's coming back, apparently, starting tomorrow. Or, uh, yeah, starting tomorrow against the the Capitals. Uh, Welcome which, back. Really ease you into things. Uh, yeah. Especially after we saw how the Flyers did without Voracek against the Cavs last week. I feel like it's, uh, it's not going to be too bad. great. Voracek <laughs> and Patrick out. The Flyers basically playing with whoever was just around the house. Yeah, they're going to have to go that beautiful 11 forwards, seven defensemen setup that I just, <laughs> just is annoying the crap out of me. And I really, I mean, there's not, it's not really that drastic of a reason to be irritating, but it's just, it's, it's just fucking, I just want Vortech to be in the lineup so we don't have to look at McDonald as much. And again, you know, his time might be coming up here, but I still don't want, I just want to see more Phil Myers and, uh, Travis and see more Phil Myers. Phil Myers man. has been killing it. Yeah. Uh, Phil the other Myers has been killing it. We'll talk. I guess we're going to talk more about that later, right? <laughs> was, yeah, we are. I was going. I got the gist. I got it. <laughs> I was, there's. I got the uh, Canadians have. Uh, they close out against the Lightning, Caps, and Leafs, but the rest of their their schedule really isn't that difficult. They're playing the Red Wings right now. They got the Hawks too. They got the Sabers who have like fallen off the face of the earth, and then they also have a game against the Blue Jackets. So they still have two games against. The other two teams are battling for to get into the postseason, uh, and then the Blue Jackets. They have they play they play the Bruins two more times after tonight. They also play the Flames and they play the Predators, uh, but they also still have the Oilers, the Canucks, Sabers, Rangers, and, and Senators. So they have a really weird. They have a schedule that can just kind of create pressure for themselves because if they fuck up one of those easy games, then they, they know they have to beat Boston again or beat the Flames or beat the Predators. So. I, I mean, I, I'm getting more excited by the fact that the Blue Jackets might miss the playoffs after going all in. So I'm here, I'm here for that. Oh, yeah. Huge yeah, failure. So. And, again, there's very <laughs> little chance that Panarin or Bobrovsky goes back next year. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think they're gone. And uh, apparently, according 
that what whoever tagged us in that that was Dreger saying that he thinks Fletcher's going to go all in for uh, one of these big name free agents, right? Panarin or Carlson. I mean, you know, that's the word on the street is uh, yeah. Chucky Two Trades wants to make a a classic tuck, Chucky Two Trades splash. No, that's not a thing. <laughs> we can make that a thing. I don't think it's a thing. Okay, all right, fine. That's not a thing. I guess. I guess it's not. But whatever. I guess it's not. <laughs> I yeah, I'm all about getting Panarin in here, or even Carlson. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's Eric Carlson. I think I'm I, bigger on Panarin to be honest. I am too. No, I am too. I think that's. No offense to Carlson, I would love to have him. I will not not be excited if the Flyers get him. Yeah, but um, I think Panarin's a little bit more of what this team needs. Uh, yeah. It's that skilled forward who just man, like that that winning goal he had against the Flyers in their most recent game was just. Uh, I, I mean, just setting it up was unbelievable. Right, right, and it's um, and I agree with you though. I think that's more of what the the Flyers need, and he, they would be fulfilling a need of the team that they've had for years with a pretty much a an elite borderline elite player of that of that ilk like the, what the, what their problem is they would be fulfilling it with a top end player so i would be all about that i mean eric carlson's just it's eric carlson so like if he wants to come here i mean i know the defense looks pretty good right now but we're not going to tell eric carlson not to come here Right, it's not going to be like one of the kids. No, thank you. Yeah, you know, we've got four really good young defensemen. (laughs) I don't think we need any more than that. Uh, We've got twenty really good games out of Phil Meyer. So no, thank you, Eric Carlson. I think no, thank you. I I think we've seen the future. (laughs) Thank you. But I don't know if. uh, I mean, I feel. I feel like Panarin has to play. I just realized what would happen if they got Carlson, and it would be awful. The Mm, the trade goes. Crowd would just come out of the woodwork and be like, "Well, now you gotta trade him. That's yeah. way too many offensive defensemen. Now you you can't possibly keep Ghost now." Oh, hey, I mean, we would. I mean, you know what I mean. You gotta, you can't have general rule of thumb for a hockey team. You can't have too many good players. You gotta equal it out. So if you get a Carlson, only have uh, three or four good defensemen at very most. That's even that's pushing it. And the thing is, like, Ghost has a good contract, too, so you want to get that out of here as soon as possible. So what you would do is you would probably trade that to the Stars, uh, who apparently like having mobile defensemen, a bunch of assholes. And you could probably get Roman Polak back, and then he could be your he could be your new uh, traffic cone on the ice. So there you go. Wow. Look to, yeah, look at that. A little something for everybody. But I think it, no, I think it would be more... Uh, I think they would definitely go out there Panarin. I feel like that has to be like the one thing they do this summer. It's just pretty much throw all the money at Panarin. And then also resign Konechny and Proveroff and all that bullshit. But mainly just, they, they, I think they want to make a big splash one way or another. So I think they... They want to spend their stupid money. Yeah, exactly. So I think they want to get Panarin. And I also think they're going to go out there. I think they're going to go out to Quinville. Would be my guesses. I don't know how much either of those people want to come here but i'll tell you this if they both come here i'll be pretty happy we have a flyers fan. here's the thing i i know bryce harper is <laughs> a vegas golden knights fan but but he has been trying to recruit elite talent to philadelphia for other sports so oh. 
Bryce, buddy, uh, throw us a bone, maybe. Maybe you could uh, try and convince some of these guys to come here. Maybe uh, call, call Coach Q and be like, what's up, Coach Q? You want to hang out in front of, on top of the dugout? I know the fanatic. I can hook you up. Yeah. Yeah, by the way, uh, I, I think he's pandering pretty hard to Philly fans, but I also, I, I mean, I, I, can, I can dig it. I like the It's Always Sunny uh, interaction he's got going on right now. With, uh, Can't beat it. Yeah, that's pretty good. So, with Rob McElhenney, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's pretty much it on the. Uh, so they're not making the playoffs. We're in agreement on that. We are in agreement. Yes. Yeah, I don't fucking. I don't know what would have to take place for them to. Like, it, I, I just don't see any way that. I mean, even if the Blue Jackets falter, you'd have to hope the Canadians do too. But I, I just don't see that happening. Uh, and it's it's already they've already put on a lot of. Like getting here, getting to this point is already pretty ridiculous. So to ask them to do even a little bit more, I feel like it's just going to be too much. Uh, let's. Uh, I guess we could just recap the games real quick too. Uh, I guess we could. Yeah, do I guess that, we could yeah. do that. Let's look at. Uh, Hartman scored his first goal as a flyer for on a Saturday against the Islanders in that five-two win. That was the other Deuce. news, but. Besides the uh, the Voracek hit, uh, Corbin Knight scored his second goal of the season. Also, his second wow. goal against the Flyers. So he's got to stop doing that. You can't <laughs> you can't barely make the lineup and then just score goals against us. That's not really a good look. Also, his second goal in New York for the Islanders. So that's uh, there you go. Maybe Corbin Knight's on there in the off season. You lose Tavares one season and then you go and get Corbin Knight the next season. Oh, that is a. Hundred percent a loo move right there. I am also actually it's Corbin Knight. I don't. Know, I, I'm not pulling up Corbin Knight's contract information. He's a free agent. It's mind. not worth yeah. it. Don't do it. It's I. Not worth it. But I'm excited for in two years when Corbin Knight leaves a free agency and then the Islanders fans boo him for an entire night and throw uh, plastic snakes at him. I'm excited for that same level <laughs> of Tavares hate for Corbin Knight. <laughs> These are very mature people. <laughs> I'd be miserable too if I had to live on Long Island. Come on, yeah, Long Island. Yeah, that is true. But it's a uh, yeah, no, that's not a hot take at all. That is, I mean, that's, that's just, just a fact. fact. Yeah, it's just that's a fact of life. <laughs> you have to live on Long Island and root for the Islanders. You're going to be miserable. Yeah, that's right. I know they've won a lot more cups. I don't really give a shit. Ah, they were all back in the '80s. The '80s didn't count. Back in the as '80s, a, yeah, a little baby, whatever. We it doesn't matter. As a hockey society, have neglected the, the the '80s. Didn't really happen. Besides the Gretzky stuff, nobody cares about the cups. You know, I blocked everything out besides Gretzky scoring a buttload of goals. Yeah, uh, it's the '70s matter. The and 70s. I blocked out everyone he scored against the Flyers. <laughs> In terms of cups, I think the seventies matter more than the eighties, arguably more than right now. So you know, you want cups back in the seventies, that was doing something, and you're probably when a, you're right, you're right. Yeah. So thank you. I I know I know I am. I just I just you know, uh, in the win against the Senators, three two win. Uh, Hart came back, finally dressed, first time since the since getting pulled against the Canadians back on February twenty first. Uh, lines were a mess because of Warcheck's absence, but uh, they. Switched up the power play to something that I believe Brad was suggesting they do, which was Drew goes back to his old spot, which was a uh, high left circle. Uh, Ghost is at the point. Katori is in Voracek spot. And then Patrick and JVR are just kind of like dancing down low to uh, create traffic and uh, some screens. And uh did not work, but it looked good. So I, I'm all about that right now with this power play because... Listen, whatever it's we can all do, about the style points. Yeah, whatever we can do to get... 
through these next couple weeks of mile block before he gets fired is great. I mean, he can do whatever he wants. He's got to do something drastic now, I think, to uh, – they all got to do something drastic to keep their job. Hey, how about if if they make the playoffs, does Scott Gordon keep his job? Ugh, God. I know. And this is nothing against Scott Gordon, but I, I don't want that to happen. <laughs> I don't want it to happen either, yeah. I, uh, I think there's a chance, but I, I don't think it's likely. Um, you know what? I feel like the only thing that would, re- I think they're going to do their due, due diligence this off season and really do a proper head coaching search because I think they kind of have to at this point. And this fan base will absolutely just crucify the front office if they don't make a proper run at, at uh, Joel Quenville. Yeah, no, I, I think they will. And it's not, I think that's why this off season is really interesting because it's, not exactly another fulfilling fire season. But now we know that Hextall didn't really open up the checkbook. Fletcher does. We assume he does. Uh, even though he wasn't exactly behind the Parisian suitor deals. They still signed people in. Like, they still went out and made signings in Minnesota. So I would assume that he, him, he's probably getting pressure from Dave Scott and Comcast to go do something. Go do something because this season was a lot worse than I think people were expecting it to be. And now they, uh, they're going to have the cap space and there are going to be some names out there. And I feel like, yeah, I feel like they at least have to talk to Quinville. If they don't, if they just keep Gordon, I'll be, uh, my mind will be blown. I feel like they can. Well, and the thing about spending money on a coach is there's no cap limit. Yeah. He can throw us I don't really give a want. shit while you're paying the coach. <laughs> Pay the coach as much as you want. It's like Bryce Harper. There's no cap in baseball. Hey, the guy, whatever the hell you want in the world, it's fine by me. Pay Coach Q $20 million. I really don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah, as long as he gets there, that's really much. And I think Quinville is a guy that would attract free agents, and also it's proven that his system is pretty pretty effective. Uh, Look at black, that track record. Yeah, You're not going <laughs> to. Three cups, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, three cups. The... All he has to do is show people his rings, and they're like, yeah, I'll go play there. <laughs> And the Blackhawks too were a pretty like pretty big possession powerhouse back then too. Like there weren't really too many holes with those teams. So the hockey's also it, it it's you know it, it's that sport where it's ultimately like oh, it's all about the team, eh, and all that fun <laughs> stuff. So guys aren't necessarily going to be like y- you remember with all the Bryce Harper stuff where it was like. Well, I heard he doesn't want to. He doesn't like Philadelphia as a city. Literally, the only cities where this plays a role in the NHL are Edmonton, Winnipeg, and Columbus. The first two because the bitter cold, and the last one because it's boring as shit. Yeah, it's it's pretty much just Cleveland's brother. I think that's a good way yeah. to summarize Columbus. <laughs> it's Cleveland's more boring brother. It's the city the Drew Carey show didn't want to operate from. So that's <laughs> Drew Carey but, was like, they were like, hey, Drew, uh, how about this song, Columbus Rocks? He's like, no, no, no. <laughs> Ted Mosby, they did, How I Met Your Mother did not want to make Ted Mosby referenced from Columbus. They chose Cleveland instead. That's how I don't I, I don't know how many more ways we can draw. Columbus I mean, can you imagine Schmosby as a jacket backer? I can't. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really. I haven't watched How I Met Your Mother in a little bit of time, but uh, it's, uh, there's a reason. Yeah, there's. A... <laughs> I suck at How I Met Your Mother. It just it hasn't aged well. That's all I'm saying. It has not aged well. 
I get, oh, every yeah, now yeah. and then I'll catch an episode on TV, and it's just like oh, this, this hasn't aged well. Yeah, that's fair. It's also getting increasingly difficult for me to watch a show with a laugh track. Yeah, I mean that's just kind of like it's even hard for me to watch like culture. Yeah. It's it's hard for me to watch old Seinfelds even for that reason. Like I still watch them right. and I love it, but it's just laugh tracks are just so corny. Yeah, they really are. I don't know how. I mean, speaking of that, I don't know how people have watched with Laugh Tracks Big Bang Theory for the last 30 years. I mean, that show's been going on for a while. And, and It's the elderly, Craig. The elderly. I guess so. Goddamn old people ruining everything. Watching all these shitty shows. Goddamn. I wish I had a bigger old people. I, I got nothing. You're old. That's all I know. That's my... What were you going to ask? What were you going to ask? What had a bigger old fan base? <laughs> no, that was, I just want to slam old people. That's all it is. You know, Greg is here for, yeah. So this podcast exists to kind of talk about the flyers, uh, talk about Guy Fieri, which I have a story about that. It's a oh, slight yeah. story about that later. Uh, dunk on Cole Beasley at every given opportunity, we which we have Cole there. Beasley content yeah, tonight. Yeah. Sweet tangy Cole uh, Beasley time. And, uh, dunk on old people. And say, wow. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much. Uh, again, the, the old people point is really not that long. It's just, you know, it's hilarious you're old. That's all. And, and you're doing annoying things. And, you know. It's, we, we can't all be young like Craig Forsyth. Yeah, thank you. I'm very. I'm not even 30 yet. I'm very young and spry. So, thank you. You are the spryest <laughs> man there is. I was not done talking about that Senators game, so if you don't mind, I will go back and touch on some minor points. Uh, Phil Phil Myers breaking I ankles mind. is pretty much the main point. Uh, I forget who we made fall over at the blue line last night, but it was pretty sick. Uh, whenever he gets the puck, it's... I mean, this defense is going to be... I imagine Provorov and Ghost are going to be where they were last year next year. Like, I don't think they're going to have... What they were this year is not... Uh, who they they're are, better players, players. yeah. And like even Provorov has had some pretty good games recently. It looked pretty good. It looked pretty good last night against the Senators or Monday night. There, there were two moments with Myers where I was particularly just like, "Holy shit, this dude's got the shit. He's yeah. got the stuff." Right. <laughs> um, the first one I, I remember was he got uh, he had a bad takeaway around the offensive blue line, and. He actually hustled back and taking just incredibly long strides because he's huge mm-hmm. and got the puck back like it was nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. Like awesome to see. And then um, he just another time he just barreled into the offensive zone and just he, the dude is so strong. He's got great hands and really good speed for his size. He is the full package. That's the one. Uh, that's the one thing that Provorov. Sanheim and Myers all have in common is they are all they all seem to get back extremely quick in terms of uh if they jump up in a play and it leads to a turnover or the other team just grabs possession of the puck, they're able to get back in position pretty quick. And I didn't mention Ghost because Ghost isn't exactly the speediest skater, which is gonna be the Avalanche's problem next year. I don't know. Whenever he gets traded, it's not gonna be our problem. Anytime soon, but the, those other three guys the are really good. problem. <laughs> those other three guys are really, really quick. Uh, I think when it comes to uh, they turn the puck over and they're or they're high in the offensive zone or low in the offensive zone. And uh, I do like that that thanks to the NFL's recent uh, trades, that really nothing's out of the question. Oh my god, yeah, somebody well, could get traded to now. The trade that just happened like minutes before we started recording. I I didn't even know. 
Like, was OBJ even? A, I didn't know he was available. I know he was starting. I really didn't like know New he was York. available either. But, yeah. You know, it was like, I don't know. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. is playing in Cleveland. Yeah. It's got to kind of suck for Steelers fans to uh, lose, or, uh, yeah, lose Antonio Brown. And then the next day they, uh, they get OBJ on another team in the division. But, uh, you know, whatever. I mean, who cares? Steelers. Also I mean, just through my, my eternal hate of Pittsburgh, I'm really hoping that Le'Veon Bell signs within the division oh, as well. God. Yeah, well. To just make them as miserable as possible. I saw all those, like, nobody, know, nobody knows what the hell is going on with Le'Veon Bell. I saw, like, six different things. One of them said he was definitely going to the Ravens. The other one's, like, the Jets are hanging out with him, playing arcade games. And then there's, like, another one where it's like, <laughs> oh, no, every team in the league hates him. And it's like, all right, well, where the fuck is he going to sign? Does anybody actually know hey. or we all just... Hey, Le'Veon, you want to you wanna hang out? We got Frogger. <laughs> yeah, like Ian Rappaport. If you don't like Frogger, we got Burger Time. <laughs> Ian Rappaport is like, uh, Chiefs front office and Le'Veon Bell out getting smoothies, hanging out, seeing what it's all about. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right. Uh, I heard uh, Le'Veon's hanging out with the Eagles this week <laughs> because they have skee-ball. <laughs> yeah, that was the, I, I also like how uh, Antonio Brown got mentioned in the Eagles talks, too, didn't he? Where they were like, there were talks. It didn't happen. It's like, okay. They kicked the tires. Yeah, I think everybody kicked the tires, didn't they? That's what guess. you have to do. Yeah. Uh, Noel Kicking Patrick. tires left and right. Is this tire inflated? <laughs> no. I think it's good. Noel Patrick also had a pretty ridiculous game last night. Uh, he had... Is it yeah, Noel Patrick back from the dead. Yeah, yeah. seriously. I, we should just tell him it's the second half of the season in April, and then he'll have like a 90-point season next year. But See, uh, I didn't even mean it like that. I meant oh, it I actually meant it like as in That's like he's better. gotten just destroyed so much lately yeah. <laughs> and just hurt every other game. So I it, it works in two ways. I've uh I've made for you Nolan Patrick two ways. <laughs> oh. Oh yes, sir. Uh but a great play and assist on Raffles goal. He uh forced a turnover and then he was able to chase it down to steal a puck from a Mark uh Bor or Bor Borkowski. John Borick. Yeah, uh, from uh, Mark Bukowski. And he well, really... And th- that's the kind of play that you see Nolan Patrick make, and that's the potential right there. Yeah, that's like, what you could be looking at for the next few years with Nolan Patrick, where people are like, I don't understand what's so special about Nolan Patrick. I don't understand the hype. Show them a play like that, because the vision, the hands, like everything is working there. Yeah. And this guy can be a really special player if they put it all together. Yeah, I mean that's last night's game was a perfect example of what you're what you're talking about. And one of my friends said that he could see Nolan Patrick getting seventy points next season. I don't know about next season, but seventy points well, for Nolan Patrick, I don't think is out of the question over his career. I think you know why it might if he can put it together in the first half and the first half if that's they, the thing that's the, well, thing the first me. half is definitely the thing. Yeah, but also I think if you keep sticking him with. So, so what line is he playing on right now? Uh, I mean, well, with all the Vorchek stuff, the the most recent line he's been on when Vorchek's played was the uh, Giroux-Patrick uh, connecting at top line. Right. So if he's playing with that kind of talent, and if you get an Artemi Panarin, then if he yeah. plays in the top six, he's going to have that kind of talent no yeah. matter what. If he's playing with that kind of talent, and if he can get off to a hotter start even a medium start, then yeah, I think he can do it. But it's all about that start 
at the end of the day and whether he can actually be a hockey player in the first half or just like, hello, I'm Nolan. <laughs> well, I, you know, I think you're right. You're on some too. Cause I was thinking about, I keep talking about Limblom. I talk about Limblom all the time and how that, what that West coast trip and all that stuff. I'm not going to run through it again, but Nolan Patrick, the same kind of way. And I think Nolan Patrick came out and said himself that he's not exactly like he's a slow starter. Maybe isn't the best thing to put out there, but at the same time, I don't think, I think all the stuff with Haxel jumbling the lines early in the season kind of played a role in it because it looks like it played a role in Limblom's season pretty heavily. And last season, he had the slow start because of all the hip, all the um, injuries with his hip and the coming back from the injury and jumped from the WHL to the NHL. And again, Haxel stuff. So hopefully next season, it might be a little bit different when gets full off season with a coach that is uh, maybe in his corner in terms of ice time and uh, we can see what he can do. But I, I really, yeah, the potential, I mean, it's the little plays here and there where we can see that Nolan Patrick, you can see why the 2017 draft for a little bit of time was called the Nolan Patrick draft and now he's supposed to be the prize of that draft. So hopefully, hopefully the Flyers, uh, you know, benefit from that luck. That uh, going from 13th to uh, second overall, you know, taking on Owen Patrick, he uh, turns out to be pretty good. Hopefully, the Flyers can benefit from that luck. That's that's definitely a good way to put it, right there, Craig. <laughs> Hopefully, you know, maybe down the line, they uh, something happens and it's good for the Flyers. You know, that's what I'm. That's all I'm saying. Uh, you know, perhaps Lady Luck could shine down <laughs> upon the Flyers for once, and uh, yeah, some good stuff would happen. You know, that's bold prediction here. That's my opinion. Professional voice blogger, Craig Forsyth, coming at you. Uh, that's all I had on the games. And that's uh, that's pretty much it for the podcast. So uh, That's it. So uh, this night, is uh, Craig. This is Steve. Uh, good night yeah. and good hockey. No yeah. Match updates. Sorry about that. Now, uh, I... Well, I, I, this seems like a good opportunity to maybe just get into a, a tiny bit of nonsense. Just a tiny bit. Oh, God. Here we go. So before the I show make started this a very tonight, very serious podcast, but I guess we'll fuck around a little. Thank podcast. you. That's why everybody listens to Fly Purple. All I do because... is read from the encyclopedia and talk about current events, and you're over here talking about God knows what. You're fucking. Mm-hmm. I'm over here Isles. talking about. You're fucking. I'm talking blood. about. I took a trip to Flavor Town just before the podcast tonight. <laughs> right. Oh baby, I found Guy Fieri barbecue sauce at the supermarket and i said well i gotta try that because i can't be rating stuff between needs more donkey sauce and flavor town unless i actually try the goddamn godfieri Godfieri barbecue sauce you know what pretty good pretty good pretty good okay first of all that's not how you rate it how would you rate it (laughs) i'd rate it most of the way to flavor town. Okay, all right, that is the more applicable flavor ranking. Thank you very much. Well, I <laughs> did mean, not did not put the the chicken tender in my mouth. Pretend to like it for the benefit of the person there with me, <laughs> and tentatively eat it. No, I just ate it, and I said, "Pretty good." Did you uh, did you do the whole diner drive-ins and dives opening and just like blow? Emily's mind, like you're just sitting in a car in your kitchen. And you're like, we're down here in our kitchen, and I'm eating chicken tenders. <laughs> we're down here in our kitchen where I've got flour, breadcrumbs, and <laughs> eggs, and chicken, and Guy Fieri's secret sauce. 
to, to blow your mind. She was just like, wow, that's crazy. Are you moving out tonight, or what's the deal? Like, how long do um, I have to deal with this? How, how quickly can you get out of my sight and never be seen again? I, I, I had to take this dive for podcast purposes. I mean, no, I agree. I'm glad it was tasty. I'm glad it did not kill me as of yet. Yeah, I, I ate it an hour ago, so, uh, you know, TBD. I could be dead by the time this uh, episode is uploaded to iTunes. To be dead is what TBD means. Is that what it means? Yeah. We can throw that in there with uh, Technically, RIP. but dead. Or out technically, technically, but dead. <laughs> I don't know. So, like, when Nolan Patrick was uh, just harmed for the 40th time in the past month, recently he was tbd yeah when, technically but dead when uh curtis gabriel pile dropped him on the ice and then Vorchek got suspended three games because of it that was yeah that was tbd technically but dead <laughs> so that happened. well i'm glad i want to say but dead on behalf of uh fly properly thank you for doing the donkey sauce power rankings with the actual guy fiatty sauce and uh We'll see how it tastes on a salad next week or whatever else we're going to put it on. Yeah, every week I'll just try the Guy Fieri barbecue sauce <laughs> on something different, increasingly bizarre foods. Like, I'm going to throw it on this waffle. <laughs> throw it on a fudgicle. Well, let's see how it goes. We'll see how not it goes. Good. Not great. No. My guess would be not great. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. And then every week I've got just a new guest to try it with me. So like, oh, I got Steve Coates here. <laughs> Coatesy himself. Trying Guy Fieri's bar- barbecue sauce on an ice cream sundae. Okay, be... Co- oh, Coatesy is not happy. He is storming out. <laughs> he... Oh, he is. He is just throwing trash all over my house. This is terrible. We got Derek Sedemeyer here with a bowl of Guy Fieri sauce to go try to eat it. See how he do- Yeah, See how he likes it. Immediately get blocked Derek by the flyers on Twitter. <laughs> we got Andrew Ferentz here, our new favorite flyer. He's gonna try the Guy Fieri sauce with popcorn, just eating it with a spoon, uh, and he, he likes it. I really, Andrew Ferentz likes it. I wanted to, I wanted to ask Andrew Ferentz what he was doing there, and then he just walked up eating a meatball sub, and he's just like, "Hey, man, food, right?" And it's like really hard to be mean to that guy when he's being nice. <laughs> Really hard to ask him the question of, hey, what in the fuck are you doing here? Like, why are you at For the record, this was at the the Snyder Hockey Hockey Flyers alumni game that we podcasted from. And uh, Andrew Ferentz was there. And yeah, and he was definitely there. And nobody knew why. I think just because he wanted to play some hockey and he was in the area. And I was going to ask him why he was there, but I was not going to go over to him to confront him. I was going to, if you have a walk by where we were recording, I was going to be like, hey, why, what is this? Why are you here? And then this was after Scott Hartnell nearly assaulted you for uh, (laughs) coming up to him like a big old weirdo in the tunnel when he's going to Hey, Scott. (laughs) I got one question, Scott. I got an important question. Uh, Can I hang out with you guys? (laughs) Fight Briere Timo. What happened? All right. All right. Hey, Scott, remember the time you, you threw your glove on the ice? That was awesome. What if that was it? I just didn't ask a question. just left. <laughs> that would have been amazing. 
All right. Iconic Craig Forsyth moment. I I want to say uh, we stop with the nonsense because I have stats. Man, if there was a tagline for Oh, we're here for the (laughs) excitement now. Craig is just going to read us stats for the next 30 minutes. (laughs) Well, I got to level this show out because I'm very... I have three stats. They're all somewhat important. And then more. All right. I'm just going to sit here and and quietly listen to them. Thank you. Uh, With the secondary assist on Limblom's goal last night, Ghost is now tied with Bob Daly for 11th all-time in assists as a Flyers defenseman with 138. That was Ghost's 286th game last night. Daly played in 304. Gary Galley is 10th with 144. That is one of the three stats I wanted to share with you, Stephen, and our friends. Uh, our second stat I wanted to share with you and our friends, Stephen. Uh, JVR scored his 20th goal of the season on Saturday, uh, his 53rd game of the year. Third straight 20-goal season, sixth overall, and second as a flyer. He had 21 and 75 games back in 2010. 2011 still on pace for 25 game uh 25 goals despite missing 16 games the flyers are now two goals away from five 20 goal scorers because Voracek sits at 18 goals and speaking of Voracek, he's the first european to reach 500 points with the flyers one of 15 players to ever reach 500 points with the flyers steve i want you to guess the other 14 but pelia eklund is from sweden is the next closest european with 452 points to the flyers in the 17 17th all time on the flyers uh all-time scoring list so 15 Flyers have scored uh, 500 points. Voracek is one of them. Can you guess some of the other 14? I've already looked. Oh, you son of a bitch. So, well, do you want to guess? <laughs> yeah. <let's guess. laughs> uh, Bobby Clark? Oh, shit. I got one. Bill Barber? Oh, okay, that's two. You got him in order so far. Claude Giroux? Fourth. Uh, Gary Dornhofer? Yeah, yeah, he's up there. You want me to just rapid fire read them? Yeah, yeah sure, go ahead. Like the Micro Machine Man? Yeah. Clark Barber, Prop, Giroux, Rick McLeish, Lindros, Tim Kerr, LeClaire, Recky, Rob Brindamore, Gagne, Gary Dornhofer, Reggie Leach, Tockett, Voracek. Thank you. Uh, now, And uh, if you listen to that at two times speed on your podcast listening app, that will not sound like anything. I mean, if you listen to it in reverse, it'll say Hail Lucifer or whatever people used to say. Hail Satan. Yeah, that is Hail Satan. Uh, yeah, so those were some stats. I wanted to stop the jokes. Way too many jokes in this podcast as we pivot to being very sincere about everything. Craig giving <laughs> podcast an actual record scratch moment. <laughs> we're transitioning to the NPR of Flyers podcast. We're done with the jokes. Just so, a lot. Yeah, a lot of. We're here today to have a, a serious discussion on if Nolan Patrick's career will turn out to be successful. Or not so successful, as opposed to the the NHL flyer topic, which is uh, what type of Pokemon is is Nolan Patrick ultimately? Oh, I don't know. Did you see that tweet yesterday? Did you see this? Did you hear about this? The uh, with the Scott T tweet. Yes. Yes. The the uh, Magikarp and the. Uh, I also don't know nearly enough Super about Magikarp? the. Uh, I don't know what the other the Pokemon the Magikarp. Magikarp has been around since I played Pokemon, which was two weeks ago. No, like, I don't know, 20, how old am I, 20, uh, 21 years ago, 20 years ago, 19, been a minute. There was originally, for all the kids out there. I could name you listening. three to four Pokemon. For all the kids listening uh, to Flat Purple, uh, first of all, thank you for your support. And secondly, there used to be 150 Pokemon 
back in the day. I can name five, actually. I thought about it. I can name five. Uh, Bulbasaur, right? Oh, that makes six, then. Charizard. Oh, no, <laughs> Charizard's one. Charizard. The oh, uh, Pikachu. Pikachu, uh, which became uh, Mewtwo. Yeah, Mewtwo. Uh, uh, there's... There's one called Ditto that they just they just threw in there. I was like, "Fuck it!" He just copies everybody else. Like this, he was just that was a skill. Uh, yeah, Sandro I think was one. I, I, no uh, Jinx, Matt Geiger was an original Pokemon. Uh, Matt Geiger, Rico Bronya from the Sixers. Yeah, yeah, they're all in there. Rico Bronya from the <laughs> Phillies. They were Pokemon. Uh, Jan Michael Vincent. There's a lot of guys. They're, Jan they're... Michael Vincent, of course. Yes. <laughs> Two <laughs> brothers. <laughs> okay, there we go. Thank you. Two brothers in a world. <laughs> no, that's uh, yeah. There you go. That's uh, that's been the Pokemon. <laughs> Pokemon, uh, fuck. Do we have a Pokemon? The Pokemon fuck. No, How about that. Pokemon. You want to talk about Cole Beasley? Yeah, let's talk about Cole Beasley. I was trying to think of a catchy. There's nothing goes with Yeah, Cole Beasley. Uh, very important to the podcast. Uh, very important. And if uh, we're gonna catch you up, in case you're a more recent listener to this. Philadelphia Flyers podcast. So Cole Beasley, uh, NFL wide receiver, uh, been with the Dallas Cowboys his entire career. This guy, this guy, Cole Beasley, has a rap album, and it's a piece of shit. And all the song titles are, all the song titles are hilarious. When we had Kurt on the show, we just ran through Cole Beasley's album and dunked on every song title so when we say sorry not sorry we're talking about cole beasley's piece of shit rap album united hate of america is another one united hate just... of america sorry not sorry 80 stings I, all the classics i hope god i wish cds were still a big thing because i would have wanted you to like write reviews for them and just like have it like mailed in the fya and be like this album fucking sucks don't sell it it's terrible Oh my god, are there Amazon reviews on this? Oh, that's a good one. There might be. I am looking this up now. But anyway, Cole Beasley, no longer with our hated Dallas Cowboys. He signed in the most desolate place in America. America's team, the Buffalo Bills. So now with... You mean Dave and Buster's favorite team. (laughs) Yeah, the ambiance and decor. If he does that... uh, If he does that video with Kenny Mayne, where they go to Applebee's, I... Cole Beasley will be my new favorite player in the NFL. But until then, uh, it's a no-go. So I'm hoping Bill's Mafia really embraces well, Cole Beasley's album. I mean, well, for starters, around like a, yeah, I think Buffalo will like him. There's, there's a few reasons why I think Buffalo will like him. Uh, All right, Craig, uh, how many reviews does Cole Beasley's album have on Amazon.com? Six. Very close, five. Ooh, okay. Uh, are there star rankings? Yes. I want to say three or one star. 3.3 out of five. Oh, that was the overall. There's... I have to do some quick math. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, two one-star reviews and three five-star oh reviews. Oh, my God. All right. Let's Who I'm assuming this is Cole Beasley family, yeah. on yeah like his uh, ghost accounts or something. Cole Beasley, He's... Small Weasley, uh, Cole Beasley, yeah, Ron Weasley. Ron Ron... Weasley. Oh my god, thank you. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, the first one, Cole Beasley got bars. Fire, great album. <laughs> Cole Beasley can rap no BS. Album is jamming. It's always good 
when you read that a rap album is jamming. It's it good to hear that dabbling go for a rap. That's when you know the beats are super funky and they're just it, they're having fun out there. That's what you want to hear about a rap album. One star review. If you have the funding, nothing stops you from rapping. <laughs> Yet another celeb who thinks who thinks fame of one sort gives them the ability to rap. While the ability to rap is lacking, he can fund his own recording session. If I had any respect for him, it is now gone. Watch for a tour with Nick Goff from Ghost Adventures. Oh, why don't we do this earlier? <laughs> I can't believe I didn't think of it. Five star review. Eminem inspiration clearly apparent. Incredible football player and talented rapper. This is definitely Cole Beasley. This guy's name is Larry Austin. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Definitely one of the best natural rappers in the NFL right now. You can clearly tell he is motivated by Eminem as the rhyme pattern invokes Mr. Slim Shady. If you close your eyes, you can hear the similarities in the rhyme placement as well. Overall, a great first effort. (laughs) This is magnificent. We got two more. Okay, go ahead, please. Holy shit. This headline is bars, bars, bars. Love the lyrics and the production. My faves are shock value, day ones, sorry, not sorry, slow it down, and I am what I am, as well as 80 stings. You just named the entire friggin' album. Somebody can't wait for the next album. Real quick, somebody did throw a shock value at us in the uh, mentions today, which is a very, that's a deep, that's a deep, that's cold, yeah, that's good. That's not one of the go-tos for us, so that's good. It is, it is not. And uh, one last one, one more one-star review. Headline, if this was any good, he'd be a rapper first and a football player second. Oh, oh man. <laughs> I Get suggest here, you become I suggest you become a better football player before you dip your toes into this ocean. <laughs> man. This is I didn't think when I woke up today, I did not think I would be enjoying some sweet, sweet online dunkage from Randos on Cole Beasley, but here we are. And I couldn't be happier about it. He got absolutely shredded by Amazon reviewers. <laughs> but yeah, he's going to be in Buffalo now. Uh, and, and to think, around around 7 o'clock, I was like, man, I'm feeling pretty down. Pretty tired from work. I'm just not going to be able to, to get excited for the cast tonight. And then here and I then am. Boom. <laughs> I will and then say, boom. the one upsetting thing about Cole Beasley going to the Bills is Cole Beasley looked like the quintessential trailer park white trash that you would see on cops which i feel like is very fit like deep in the heart of like texas i feel like if well, they had like a he represented the dallas cowboys fan base yeah like if, yeah exactly like if you had if you like cops did an episode in like fucking san antonio i could picture cole beasley just at the local 7-eleven and like a wife beater just being like i, I don't know what happened to that car window i, I don't know i wasn't here I mean, I saw that car window, but I, you know, yeah, it's a shame, but, uh, you know, so long, Cole, arrivederci, yeah. adios, adieu, all of that fun stuff, but, uh, we'll, we'll miss you. We'll miss dunking you on, on you every week. Cause you know, Buffalo, it's just, you're not as visible. Yeah. Nothing's going to be, I mean, yeah, nobody cares. Sorry. Not sorry. Richie incognito is pretty much up there. Just 
yelling out racial expletives for like years and everybody was like, yeah, but it's Buffalo. So like, is anything really happening up there? Like, who cares? Is anything really happening? <laughs> I'll Besides Bill's Mafia. Bill's Mafia Hashtag is Bill's amazing. Mafia. Bill's yeah. Mafia. Bill's Mafia makes the Flyers fan base seem calm and rational yes. in comparison. Like, just <laughs> jumping into flaming tables every which way. I will say, I, I will say Bill's Mafia in all sincerity provided one of my favorite bits of uh, footage ever, which was a couple years ago during one of the tailgates. I think it was a Bill's Jets game. Uh, a group of guys bought a mini basketball and a mini backboard. And whenever a Jets fan walked by the tailgate, uh, somebody would hold up the backboard and the other guy would dunk over the Jets fan. And I want to say that is the one of the best ideas I've ever heard of. So I, I want to give Bill's Mafia credit for that. I think we should oh, bring that back. They're geniuses at being just lunatics. Yeah, for being raging assholes. Yeah. So I think, but I want, I think Gritty should, I feel like Gritty has to be doing that pretty soon. Oh, yeah. Just having somebody else hold up a backboard and just dunks on like a Rangers fan in the front row at a game. It's coming. I'm excited. It's going to happen. But speaking of going to new places, see how look at this segue. Apparently, the Flyers are going to be opening next season. Or maybe no opening next season uh, in the Prague Czech Republic. Oh, I heard it was going to be Siberia. I thought the Flyers were being exiled. Hey, to me, it's either way because it's not here. So if you go anywhere else, (laughs) it's all every game is a home game for me because I'm watching on my TV. So it makes no difference to me (laughs) whether uh... (laughs) whether it be in the middle of the night. Yeah, they could be. Yeah, they could be playing in the middle of the ocean for all I care. It's all on my TV. So, but for them, they're going to the Czech Republic. Now, is this a a regular season game or a? This is a regular. I believe. I believe this is a regular season game, and it is. uh, They're going to make the announcement next Thursday on the twenty first. But I I believe it's part of the NHL Global Series, which the the Sens and the Avs took place in. Last season, and then this season, I believe the Devils played the Oilers and the Panthers played the Jets. Now, for the Czech Republic, both Voracek and Gudis are from Kladnow, which is about half an hour from Prague, according to the internet. And uh, I don't believe the Kings have any Czech players. So it's mainly going to be just, uh, I would imagine, it would still be a lot of Flyers fans there because Voracek and Gudis are pretty big. Norvert's also from the Czech Republic, but I'm hoping <laughs> if he's here. To God, if he's yeah. here next year, I am gonna throw a fit. <laughs> if he's here next year, I'm gonna petition that the Flyers should play all their games in Prague, Czech Republic, and then I will not turn on my TV at all. That's now, a... I have two questions. Two questions about this. Game. Number one, I agree, <laughs> agreed. But the first one: How do we get Yaramir Yager? Sign back with thing. the Flyers for one day, for just one day. Playing this, I was going to say he would have to do the ceremonial like puck drop, or like just show up and like to. do like I don't know, like beer pongs or something on the side. Uh, but well, that... his body's a temple, so he he's not doing that. But he'll gamble away. <laughs> he'll gamble away. Uh, like he's going to bet on the game. Don't get me wrong. What's your wait? What's your second question? We're done with that one. What's the second one? Second question: How do I get the Jake Voracek? Locked on Twitter tour Prague. <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, everybody that Jake has blocked, he takes on a personal tour of Prague and then leaves in an alley to get mugged. <laughs> he was like, "Hey guys, I just wanted to uh, wanted to reach out my hand and uh, 
Just hopefully we can you know cross the bridge and we can just get along. You know, I was just gonna extend the olive branch <laughs> yeah. here and uh, just pushes you into an alley and says, "See it, sucker." It's like, hey, Jake, why are we going to this dark alley at night? You know, back in the states, we shouldn't be doing that. He's like, yeah, it's different here. And then just a bunch of guys in masks come out. And they're like, no, nah, I was kidding. All right, I'll see you guys. You know, in in Prague, they they just encourage you to go down dark alleys. We don't walk in the streets <laughs> in Prague. It's it's down dark alleys. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, like Jake. I feel like uh, I'm about to be murdered, like Batman's parents. No, no, no. You're fine. You're fine. You're blocked. <laughs> like Batman's parents. And then when you're not murdered, like it, he's like, "Well, I knew we were gonna murder you, just not like Batman's parents." I mean, I hear Prague's supposed to be beautiful, so that sounds like a great road trip. Wait, so if you wait, hold on. Going back a bit, if Jake Forchek leads you to having your parents get killed. In the back alley, and I wasn't Prague. even saying your parents get killed by Jake Fortech, oh, but sure, friends. let's go with that. Well, I was gonna say friends. Do you then have to? Do you gain the superpowers of Jake Fortech? Is that what happens? Like you come back to the states, and you're a speedy winger who might like to pass a little too much, and people. I'd say if anything, I'd say if anything, Jake Fortech becomes your Joker. Oh, okay, all right. And then you need to become Johnny Boychuk. <laughs> to, to gather vengeance on him in my opinion and i believe flyers goal score by has used this joke before so well that i don't need people have me but uh on that play it looked like johnny boy chuck maybe should have been a little more johnny man chuck iml but maybe, maybe a little yeah that's a joke about uh the development of the human body yeah so that that's uh that's what the news is is the flyers are gonna be playing in the czech republic next season I don't care that they're playing over there. I don't like that the uh, – I kind of hate that the last few seasons, the Flyers' first game of the season has been later than 7 o'clock or hasn't been like a regular time. Like, they've been on right. the left like, They don't for a start while. off on the right foot just like, oh, yeah, we're going to start off at home at 7 o'clock. Yeah. And, it's, you yeah. know, there are 82 games. You can't watch them all, but it's nice to get – the first game of the season would be nice if it was kind of feel normal. I don't know. Like, cause that that game, we're gonna have to get up early for that game. Or it's gonna be in the middle of the night or something, and it's not gonna be for me, uh, a person at home watching on my TV. It's not gonna be a pleasurable uh, viewing experience, and I have no money, so I'm not going to the. This is not exactly program. convenient here. Yeah, that's what. Think of me, the guy that doesn't want to move from his couch. NHL. Yeah, what do you think about that? Trying to grow your damn game, get out of here. That's what the NFL thinks of. Actually, they don't because they make people play in London every year. They make the Jaguars play in London. Yeah, it's like the yeah, but there's always got to be a couple unlucky teams who have to go play the Jaguars in London. The Eagles are sure. (laughs) By the way, uh, BDN making that bank with the Jacksonville Jaguars. He better he better get used to tea and crumpets because he's going to be eating them twice a year. Nice. I enjoyed when somebody compared Nick Foles' stats with Blake Bortles' stats over the last three seasons, and they look very similar. Which is, I mean, Bortles. I love Dick Foles. It's just funny that the Jaguars think they're getting a huge upgrade here, but they're really not. <laughs> hey, good luck to BDN, and uh, may he enjoy his time in London twice a year, and and, and eventually full time because Jacksonville's not sustaining a full time NFL franchise. But Florida in general is just terrible for pro sports, except for Tampa Bay because they have a successful hockey club, and uh, somehow the Lightning have pretty good culture, but. Yeah. Panthers have, I think, 10 people a night seeing them. By the way, the Lightning are going to win 60 games this year, and that's fucking bananas. They are... F- it's it's a real shame they're only going to win four in the playoffs. <laughs> I was going to say, 
the Leafs and the Lightning could play each other in the playoffs. And I don't know, like, what do you do in that? Like, if both teams permanently choke, what do you do in that situation? Because the defense are going to get to overtime in Game Seven. Do they just start shooting the puck at their own nets? Like, what do they do? One <laughs> team's got to choke. Like, I mean, they both got to choke. It's just going to be choke. Who wants choke, to choke? Choke, more? choke, choke, choke. If I had to take a guess. My my stance is the Lightning are the new Capitals until they win. Oh it. yeah. Like if they if they really honestly if they don't win this year, they they have to take on that rush of being the new Capitals. Because there's oh, no, yeah. this is, I mean, I mean they're going to have, I think they're 53, 14 they and 3 or something. They have 110 points. <laughs> they still have, they have like, 110 points. They the second games closest left. team has 92. They have, they have uh, 53 wins and they have 12, uh, 16 games left, I think. No, 12, it's like. They have 110 points. The Philadelphia Flyers have 76 points. Yeah. And by the way, bad news, uh, Flyers fans who were living in the fantasy world of the team making the playoffs, the Canadians also won tonight. Yeah, and the Blue Jackets won. Yes. Yeah, so now the Blue Jackets Canadians are at 81 points. Flyers are now five points out with a game in hand. But the, uh, yeah, I really think it's just going to be the the Canadians end up getting uh, getting that last spot. But then the... Uh, Blue, I think the blue, I'm just looking forward to the Blue Jackets missing. That's my that's my main goal now is just to see them. Yeah, miss. So. just buy all in and shit the bed. So Jake Voracek, as we mentioned earlier, had some suspension issues, but apparently it runs in the Flyers family right now. Yeah, uh, if you're a uh, high scoring forward, apparently you just got a you got an itch to get suspended this week, and uh, down the OHL it was Morgan Frost. Who got suspended indefinitely for a indefinitely indefinitely for a cross check to the face of Nick Grima of the Sarnia Sting on Saturday in the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhound six to one win. So it's good uh, to see Morgan Frost is already proving himself true flyer. Yeah, he's proving that he uh, he belongs up here, uh, and uh, pretty much. I mean, this really all that comes to it just impacts the Greyhounds, and it's uh, it's. Pretty unlikely Frost is going to uh, win the OHL scoring title now because he's not going to be playing. And Jason Robertson, who is a uh, taken 39th overall by the Stars back in 2017, has 106 points for the Niagara Ice Dogs, maybe my favorite team sports uh, name out there. And then also uh, Kevin Hancock, who is an undrafted overager, has 104 points for the London Knights. So he's not going to win the scoring title now, but. Uh, and the hit, the thing with the hit, I only found one. There's a clip of it on Twitter, and it's not a camera, and it's not like a, a a camera that they use to tape the OHL games. The fan in the front row in the corner, and they move the most official view possible. Yeah, and on top of that, while the cross check to the face is happening, the camera like pans down to the player's skates for some reason, and then you just see like the aftermath of the cross check. And it still looks bad. Without actually seeing the, the cross check to the face, the aftermath still looks pretty bad. Like the way that uh, Grandma fell and then like uh, Frost and the other players' reactions on the ice. So, assuming it wasn't, you know, it, anytime a cross check to the face occurs, it's probably not going to look too great on the player. Not players ideal. Perhaps that, yeah, you know, supplying the cross check. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much, I mean, that's just one of the more, uh, I guess, noteworthy things of the week. Uh, and, 
I think Frost might be here next year. A lot of people have chalked him up to being the third line center for next year, and I don't know if I would do that because he had a. I mean, he didn't have the best camp. Uh, I w- I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I would imagine he would be in the AHL next year, and I would imagine he would get a shot to be on the Flyers roster next year. But I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a smooth sailing. No doubt, oh, he's going to be in the top nine. I'm, are you saying he needs a little bit of development time? No. Are you, are you saying that I'm not he's saying not going to be? No, 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 that's the dumbest thing. Why would anybody do that? Just Why would anybody him, do that ever? Put him straight from the OHL to the NHL. I don't see what the you're problem. saying. He might need some time in the AHL because no, apparently there is no that. such thing as development time. No, no, no. You don't need development. You just got to draft the players. And even if you do that, you don't really get credit for it nowadays anyway. But I forgot, by the way, real quick. I just put on this uh, Timberwolves Nuggets game. Who's the, I, I forgot Dario Saric is on the Timberwolves, which is uh, funny to me. But anyway. Yeah, that's the uh, and then, Dario with the greatest facial hair of all time. And, <laughs> you know, when, you, when you lose a Dario Saric, you got to dedicate yourself to going to visit him whenever you can. So, yeah. so, just the kind of player that you need to take a road trip to Minnesota to see. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, and then also another uh, Flyers prospect, Wade Allison, had a hat trick against the University of Miami Redhawks uh, in a six to one win. He had a hat trick of four uh, and an assist now up to 14 points in 20 games this season after he missed a lot of time and it's still i believe he's not playing in back-to-backs which is kind of a big deal in college hockey because almost your entire schedule is back-to-backs so that's why he's only playing 20 games this season uh but he's missed a lot of a lot of time because of uh recovering from the torn acl so uh again way out 14 points in his junior year uh 20 games in and then uh, one last thing before the batch update and around the league, and it's I mean, it's, it's serious. Uh, so you know we're not gonna make light of it at all. But the uh, apparently last night in the Lightning Leafs game, uh, there was a homophobic slur that was said. And I mean, when you listen to the audio, it's very clear what was said. Uh, and it. Uh, I don't know how people are still going to that word now. Is my thing. I, they shouldn't be going to use that word at all. Um, it's not. There, there's no. There's no place for it in anywhere in society right now, especially at a sporting event where many people are going to witness it and can see things like this. And it's not. Uh, it's not a good look for the league that no. I guess punishment was doled out. Like I understand uh, yeah, people believe it was Morgan Riley. Me. Like that's the part that gets me too. Yeah. You're going to say stuff out of frustration and yeah, maybe you shouldn't say a horrible slur and yeah. you should know that you should know better in the year 2019. And if you don't know better, maybe you should sit for a damn game. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, that's the big thing with me too is, a lot of people came out and thought it was Morgan Riley at first. I don't know if it was or not. But we know it was said. I mean, it's clear as day on the tape that it was said. And the league was just like, oh, uh, nobody's was saying it was Morgan Riley. And then that was it. But it's like, well, the word is still out there. Somebody said it. You should probably figure out, you know, you should probably bring some kind of punishment or, you know, reprimand whoever did it because it's not. Because how are you going to promote this game as a game for everybody? Yeah, as everyone if... can play. Yeah, yeah, or exactly. you can play. Yeah, and then so it's pretty much. I think it's kind of shitty on the leaks half because they. 
I think they're going to try and say that these incidents are isolated, like this incident and the Andrew Saul incident. And Ryan gets left calling somebody else by another homophobic slur. And then even for the Flyers, Wayne Simmons many years ago with Sean Avery. They'll say it's an isolated thing and it doesn't happen anywhere near as much as we like to think it is. But I, I think it's a, one of the bigger issues probably with the league that nobody really, I guess, addresses. I think this word is probably thrown around a ton each game. Uh, and it kind of goes deeper down to just, I think they need to do something about kind of changing players' attitudes towards that type of language at a younger age. And there may already be programs in place for that. I don't know, but it's not working (laughs) because there are still situations that come up and again, we only have so many that are listed that we can point to because we actually have the video or the audio for it. But I think a lot more of these guys are doing it. And that's in no way defending. But it wouldn't surprise rather, me. It right. wouldn't surprise me that they're saying it because, I mean, you've played sports. I've played sports. People throw it's this around, word around yeah. like it's nothing. And it's insane. It's the year 2019. You can't be saying this shit anymore. Yeah, and when we when we were playing, you never sort of said it in the first place, but right. you especially you know better. That's the thing. It's yeah. one thing when you don't know better. You know better. Stop yeah. it. Knock it off. Yeah, there's been it. There's really, I I, I mean, I just don't know how, I, I just don't know how the league's just not going to do anything about it. I guess like there's sit on their hands and you know say, I mean, boys will be boys. Yeah, and they'll you know we'll they'll. they'll put the different colored tape on a bunch of sticks next year and then they'll just call it a day. But I really think this is like, I think this is like a thing when a couple of years ago when they were talking about I mean, different mindset, different type of issues, but uh, when a bunch of the players got busted for pills and cocaine, you know, from the Kings with Richards and Jared Stoll and everything and then they're just like, oh, you know, it's it, it happens, but it, I bet you it's a thing where those well, with Richards, Richards was like, yeah. But I mean, like players across the league, I feel like players, a ton of players across the league are just using, you know, pills and cocaine, probably a lot more than we think, like way more than the, uh, oh, it was just these guys. Like they're, they're, this is, this falls on the umbrella of the league is just going to be, oh, it's only, they're going to use the excuse of, oh, it's only these couple situations, but I think it's a bigger, I think it's a bigger problem that the league apparently just doesn't really want to handle, but they also want to profit off of, which I think is pretty shitty. Well, I mean, but, even if you look at the the Richard situation, you look at guys who are using painkillers like he was just to kind of like the just be able to play, right? Yeah, like I'm, yeah, the, the game is that painful, and that issue is not addressed. The fact that guys have to abuse painkillers and yeah. have to go to lengths like that—it's it, ridiculous and. Like, they just kind of, you know, hey, isolated incident. It's fine. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, that's really all. I I don't know. I can't really. Like, it, it's a tough subject to, uh, I guess, get into or, like, really break down. I just, I know, I mean, it's a, it's a terrible word. And it's really, it's a hateful word. And nobody should be saying it ever. And I just, uh, it's, it's a shame it got brought to light because I don't think it, I don't think anything's going to happen. And it's, and now we have it clear as day in front of us that the league's not going to do anything about it. Honestly, I don't know how you should go about a situation like this. I guess if you, my thing too, is I think, and again, I'm not, 
like the ref came out and said that Morgan Riley didn't say it. That could very easily have just been him just saying that he didn't say it to get it over with. And he could have been the one using the word. And I'm that's a possibility. I'm not saying that's what I'm dead set on believing happened. But I think I think a lot of guys will just cover each other when it comes to this issue. And I, I think it's going to be – unfortunately, I think it's going to be a problem that's going to be around for a while because I really don't know how you, you – you need the change of mentality of younger players, but then you're just talking about somehow a more toxic and kind of environment that you need to prove your masculinity, masculinity even more when you're talking about high school athletes, like guy high school athletes. They're just going to be – it's. I feel like it's just not gonna. It's gonna be a tough hill to climb. But you have to, but it's just gonna take forever. I don't think it's gonna yeah, be a thing that, like, in two years, it's gonna be done. You need to do something. You need to have some. You need to do something because yeah. whatever's happening now, obviously, again with this, it's not. It's not stopping. So they have. You, you have to change your approach. You got to do something different. So I mean, terrible situation, and it's not. I mean, fucking in the NBA, they had Russell Westbrook had an incident with a player last night against the Utah Jazz, and it's, I don't know, just, I everybody's got to be better, I guess, is what I'm saying, but it's just, yeah. yeah. That's well, about, yeah, I mean, I don't even know how to. Well, I mean, it's just one of those things that uh, I think people need to step up, get with the times, and stop you know, saying such hateful things. That's really all it is at the end of the day. But, uh, yeah, just got to be better. Got to be better as people. Uh, let's change gears slightly and go to uh, one of your favorite regular features on this show. Uh, Craig's brother. But not yours, the apparently. Bachelor. It's nice what? that you uh, emphasize my favorite up there, one of my favorite features. So I, I can't follow this. I can't, I can't follow this stuff. Like, Bachelor That's and I, that this is a different language. I, I can't follow this. That's um, the idea. So I you did and like I have when no we, idea what's going on. Yeah. I, I did like when we, we pivoted it into Alex Trebek hosting it. And by the way, Alex Trebek with uh, oh God, yeah. terrible fight with cancer right now. So uh, thoughts are with Alex Trebek. Uh, yeah. just, just awful news. But uh, your brother has one final batch update for us. Yes. And it's very important. And Ian wanted me to emphasize this as well. Uh, we are recording on Tuesday night, so we're halfway through the apparent two-episode finale. So, as people wow. that don't watch the show, it is, uh, I guess we conclude that the show is almost over because it is the finale. So we know that. But, um, Bachelor update, uh, quote, after a nice job, Chris found Colton. Uh, Colton broke up with two people the exact same way, which definitely makes him a dong. Colton's new haircut makes him look like Cassie's dad. Garrett still can't form a sentence. And at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if ABC finds a way to televise Colton losing his virginity. So that is the Bachelor update. That's a pretty that's a pretty tangy uh, Bachelor update, by the way. I did not read that until just now. There's a lot going on there. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's it. Hopefully, uh, we'll looks see. Looks like a dad and looks like a dong. Got it. Like a dad looks like a dong trying to televise some sex on ABC. So that's uh, it had everything. So the people that only listen for the Bachelor update, I hope uh, this uh, check the box for you this week. And maybe there's people that are listening to this four hour a piece <laughs> podcast, just waiting for the 10 minutes, not even the two minutes of Bachelor update. <laughs> hey, I don't know. I mean, they're good updates. They're good updates, Scott. You know, this. They're, they are good updates. There's no <laughs> denying that the quality is top notch. <laughs> but the 
yes, the two hour, the two minute quote, and having the uh, you know sift through about five and a half hours of Guy Fieri power rankings. It might be a little might be a little taxing for most people. So I, I guess I get your point there. Uh, let's uh, let's wrap this puppy up and get out of here. You want to do? Uh, I'm going to do the around the league. You can sit let's there go and around the league, yeah. league, 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 league. So Carey Price has now passed Jack Plant for most wins in Canadians franchise history with 315 with their uh, the win tonight. Evgeny Malkin became the fifth Russian-born player to hit 1,000 points uh, tonight. Ryan Kessler became the 46th American player to play in 1,000 games. Now has 573 points in 1,001 games. Steve, he's played 60 games this year. How many points do you think he's think he has? Ryan Kessler, 60, 60 games, games for Kessler. Who? Yeah, man, he's still trucking, huh? Well, let's wait go with uh, 25. He's got eight points in 60 games this year. Oh, boy, but that is terrible. gets better for the Anaheim Ducks because they got three more years at $6.875 billion that they have to pay Ryan Kessler by contract to play hockey. And, man, it's going well. Uh, the Golden Ryan Knights. Ryan Kessler once a, uh, a Flyers uh, restricted free agent target? I believe he was the original Shea Weber. And then after... The Canucks matched it, I think, early in the 2007-08 season. Scotty Upshaw, while scratched, uh, went on a broadcast and said he's glad that they didn't get him because the whole team hates Brian Kessler. <laughs> <laughs> so, hope that clip's got to be somewhere on YouTube. I'm sure it's out there. Uh, where was oh, Brian uh, Kessler, though, also still has one of my favorite Olympic moments when he scored the diving poke check into an empty net to clinch the USA win over Canada in the round robin. And then nobody remembers the gold medal game from 2010. Mark Stone signed for uh, eight years cap hit of $9.5 million with the Vegas Golden Knights. He has five points in seven games for the Golden Knights so far. Already a pretty good season, actually. Uh, evolving, wild, evolving Hockey is a new uh, stat site that is trying to regulate a uh, goals above replacement, kind of like a war thing in baseball. And this season, Mark Stone is first, uh, with Crosby being second. And then also... Fittingly, uh, Sean Couturier, a player who is known as not being able to finish, uh, is eighth on that uh, GAR ranking across the league. Pretty uh, impressive. It, yeah, pretty impressive for a guy that's uh, at max a uh, third-line center. You know, and uh, Mark Stone and Sean Couturier, a pivotal piece to uh, my my cruising in the regular season in the Broad Street Hockey uh uh, fantasy hockey league oh yeah i forget who's on my team i have brad marchand that's all i know i think the other part of me cruising is that i was the only one who remembered they had a team in the broad <laughs> street hockey fantasy hockey hey, league half the battles remembering i think or maybe that's i don't know sounds like i work a desk job yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh gabriel landeskog is out four to six weeks with a class case of the UBI, apparently it's probably his elbow. I don't. It looked like an elbow injury, but they didn't come out and say it. Galvin DeHaan is expected to make a full recovery after he took an Alexander Kerfoot stick, uh, stick blade right to the eye under his visor. Out indefinitely right now, but apparently, according to uh, Carolina Hurricanes GM Don Wandell, that apparently is expected to make a full recovery. Uh, the Canucks signed Quinn Hughes to an ELC. He was drafted seventh overall uh, earlier this or er, in 2018. Left-hand defenseman. He's got 33 points in 32 games this year as a sophomore at the University of Michigan, and he's one of the more hyped uh, prospects across the uh, NHL. Where did he come down with uh, Hugh or Quinn as a first name? As a first name, uh, yeah. you know, it's it's 
Hey, Define last name. I That's was going to say, it's, it definitely, uh, it's definitely a first name that this guy has. I mean, that's uh, Quinn is not a first name I don't think I would ever give one of my children. And I, I think I it's a legitimate hope. first name, and uh, yeah. my apologies to all the Quinns listening. Please keep listening, but I also don't believe your first name is the legitimate also, first name. if you happen to be named Quinn and you are one of the few people that just listens for the Bachelor update, please add us. Uh, let us know and you'll become a friend of the show. And we might have you on for an episode. Who knows? Don't promise uh, that. No promises, yeah, but we'll see. Don't promise that. Uh, and then also, last week we talked about Brad Marchand uh, tweeting about how Mitch Marner is probably going to get a $12 million contract as a troll kind of move, and uh, Kyle Dubas decided to decided to respond to it, uh, and he had quite a lengthy quote and proves that he is once again a nerd. Uh, quote, I think it was a master troll job, to say the least. You have to respect that element of it. From my end, I think the part that I liked about it was there's over a 90% chance we're going to play Boston in the playoffs, if you take the probabilities of it. So that he woke up in the morning of a game and was thinking about the Toronto Maple Leafs, I thought that was a positive thing for us. So, as you can hear from this, Dubas is a dork, because he mentioned the whole probability thing. And uh, that's pretty much it. This is, uh, this is, pretty, this is pretty feisty uh, trash talk for the NHL nowadays. Which is uh, what I want to see more of. I want to see more shit-talking. I want to see more taunting and uh, more celebrations, things of that nature. Make the game more exciting for people that don't like hockey. Uh, and then also Harry Howell passed away. Uh, he was a Hall of Fame defenseman who played 17 of his 21 seasons in the NHL with the New York Rangers. 418 points in 1,411 games, and he won the Norris in 1967. Also, one other 21 thing. 21 seasons. Good God. 21 seasons. One other thing I want to talk to you real quick. Uh, that I thought was kind of unique, and uh, maybe going back to the rules thing from last week, Logan Couture scored a penalty shot last night, and it went under review because apparently the play that led to the penalty shot, the I think they were playing the Wild, believed that the play was offsides. Do you agree with that being a thing? That makes sense to me. Mm. But it's yeah, still, I think it makes sense. It's but... still weird. And it's definitely weird, but yeah, I, I guess if I think hard enough about it, and we all know that's not my forte. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I think they should have maybe done that before the whole penalty shot. Like that kind of feels. Yeah. Like I don't and know that, why I they would go through the. Well, I think that's ultimately what is so annoying about anything called back for all sides <laughs> is that they missed the damn call in the first place. Like. Yeah. It's just like, uh, it, it is the most deflating thing in hockey. Yeah, no, yeah, it really is. Especially, can you imagine just having a penalty shot call back? It didn't, it didn't work. I think it ended up standing, but it just, just watching a penalty shot go in and then just being like, oh yeah, that doesn't, we, we were kidding. That was all a joke. None of that matters. Anyway, that's around the league. And uh, that's, uh, that's it for this episode. I'm done talking. <laughs> that's it for I'll this episode. Yeah. I'm done talking. That's how we should end every show from now on. <laughs> That's it for this episode. I'm done Just talking. don't play it. Don't talk about it. Flop, flop, Craig, but not Craig Baruby. Um, if you have any feedback for us, the best place is on twitter.com.org.edu.ca. You can find Craig at Sports Are Bad. Yep, you got a return flight coming out this week for the Caps game. Woo! Heads up, it's the game seven goal from Loophole but you'll want to watch the videos because it was a good time. And so, especially stay tuned for 
the time after the video or after the goal when a bunch of trash comes onto the ice because uh, apparently Flyers fans were just celebrating Lupo's goal by throwing <laughs> trash onto the Washington ice. Destroy Certainly, it. it could not be angry Capitals fans because we all know the only angry fans out there are Philadelphia fans. The uh, uh, an empty Papa John's pizza box uh, while the players are huddled in the corner or a uh, beer right bottle behind right. Jeff Carter's back. <laughs> Yeah, or and one that uh, a beer bottle that just missed uh, hitting the back of Jeff Carter's head during an interview, which I am still amazed that the guy, the person that threw the bottle, guy or girl, could have been anybody. It was 2008. Uh, <laughs> equal just, opportunity haters. Yeah, equal uh, bottle chuckers just missed his head, like hit his shoulder, and then received the dirty glare from Jeff Carter. So that guy was very close for being internet famous for the rest of his life. But That guy was like, very close to... Uh... Being in jail, just actually. having to just having Jeff Carter miss punching him in the head by going <laughs> high and wide. <laughs> yeah, actually, you know what? It's very fitting that that guy just missed hitting Jeff Carter with a bottle because he threw it just a little high and wide. Very oh, fitting, actually. Oh, it's man. a good tribute. That's a good oh. one. Did we get oh, that? No. Did you get? All right, we're good. We got it. Oh, <laughs> uh, you can follow me at Estee Bomb or at Flyperbly. Uh, Flyperbly. Is probably the one you want for the Flyers dog. Estee Mom right now is out of uh, Bryce Harper and uh, Eagles love. So, Fly Burley. First, first time we're mentioning Bryce Harper on the episode. No, it is not. <laughs> no, sir. It absolutely Incorrect. Is not. Incorrect. You lose. <laughs> you lose. Good day. Follow BSH Radio and Broad Street Hockey as well. And like Broad Street Hockey on Facebook. Subscribe on iTunes to the Broad Street Hockey uh, Radio Podcast, all that fun stuff. So all that great stuff. Follow, like, blah, blah, blah. I'm tired. Let's go. Until next time, as always, good night and good hockey. Sorry, not sorry. That Cole Beasley's gone. Oh, Hashtag oh, Bill's Mafia. Hello everybody, this is Fly Purbly. It is a podcast about hockey, mostly the Flyers, but also other hockey things, like other hockey teams that play the sport of hockey. Steve, but not Steve Hartnell and Craig. But not Craig Ruby. No, this isn't all those hockey guys. These are the guys who watch the hockey sport. Yeah!